Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Warzniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net. And be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. We are live on location at the 2018 Winter NAM Show at the Anaheim Convention Center, specifically at the Tascam booth. My thanks to Tascam for having NHT out here two years in a row and for all the great products that they make that are able to help me bring the show to you every week. And grateful especially to my guest today, Preston Reed. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for making time to talk with me today. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. So we were just playing a song of yours, if you want to tell the listeners before we get too far into all things Preston Reed, about Delayed Train. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Uh, it, 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 the original title of the tune, um, the original version of the tune, came out of my 1995 album, Metal and um, it was a tune that I always liked, but for some reason never, never played live. And then um, about 2008 or so, I, I happened to, to, to hear it um, again on, 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 on that album. And, but, you know, it would be interesting to take that tune and add, add an effect to it to see if it worked. So I added um, some, some um, stereo digital delay to it because I wanted to see what it would be like to play along with the delay. And the tune really worked very well that way. So... I sort of tweaked it, added a few new parts to it, and now, you know, and changed the name to Delayed Train. I'm always fascinated by the decision that goes into songs that are not played live. I know that uh, listeners to this show know that it's no secret my all-time favorite band is Rush, and Rush has always said that, you know, they don't want to do songs that can't, that are too difficult to reproduce live. So in your case, what was the reason why all those years you didn't perform it live? I think it was just, you know, I, 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 I was, I'm pretty prolific with, with my compositions, and not every, not every tune that I want to perform live um, ends up working out that way, you know? So, I mean, there, I'm, I'm probably at any time playing about, you know, 10% of the tunes that I could be playing live, and it's, it's, it's usually it's just the tunes that seem to work best with each other and seem to work best in terms of audience response. Some some tunes, although you know, are very popular, you know, for people to listen to as as re- as, a, as recordings in their living rooms, but other tunes work better in a live situation. So, for your benefit, this show is largely done every week for listeners who are up and comers that are trying to learn from my guests. Uh, I get to learn myself with a lot of things too. So, for instance, uh, listeners, um, we've been blessed to get listeners from 132 countries around the world. If you're just being introduced to Preston Reed for the first time, where have you been? No. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, and I appreciate everyone who listens every week. If you've not heard other episodes of NHTE, I do hope you'll check out some others. Uh, but Preston Reed is a extremely, extremely well-known fingerstyle guitarist. So the question I want to ask you first is, what is the difference between a fingerstyle guitarist and uh, percussive guitaring? It's, it's, it's really a, a problematic term, fingerstyle. I, I'm sh- still not sure what it means. <laughs> um, it, does, it, does it mean you use your fingers? But you're using your fingers in any kind of guitar playing. Um, the, 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 the style of guitar playing that I invented, um, I call integrated percussive guitar playing. And it incorporates 
so-called fingerstyle guitar, plus it also incorporates playing drums and percussion on various parts of the guitar and kind of turning the guitar into um, a source of sounds that you sort of orchestrate um, as opposed to just being, you know, just as opposed to only hearing the strings. You're really hearing the entire instrument and you're also hearing a, a um, integrated per percussive groove right there, right there in live in real time. So then that brings up a question that's appropriate for the fact that we're at the NAMM show, which is because you are talking about using the whole guitar, when you are looking for a guitar to play, are there certain guitars that just won't work because of this, the style that you play? Actually, um, uh, believe it or not, any, any acoustic guitar is ideal for, 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 for playing integrated percussive guitar playing because you know a, a normal acoustic guitar has all these different places on the body that make different drum sounds and um you yes you, you could play in the style in, in virtually any acoustic guitar okay uh i'm left-handed so, so am i i find it interesting that you are left-handed you asked your dad for a left-handed ukulele and you can tell the story from there <laughs> <laughs> what is a left-handed ukulele <laughs> um well anyway um he he did take me to to the music store in the in the, in the next town um, when I was eight years old, and he did ask for a, lef a left-handed ukulele, but they didn't have them. Actually, you could probably just mo change the string order, and that would be uh, turn it into a left-handed ukulele. But anyway, so but I think the main thing is it didn't bother me to play right-handed, and I'm still to this day sort of perplexed as to how there is a left or right-hand way of playing the guitar. Um, so I play the guitar right-handed, but my left hand tends to um, lead the, 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 the rhythm and the groove and Maybe that has to do with my being left-handed. I don't know, but but I always, you know, long before I ever invented this way of playing, I was just was you know played as as a finger picker and just played right-handed. It never bothered me. Did you play for a while and then get to a point where you developed this integrated percussive method? Yeah, yeah. I think it, you it, played it, traditionally. It, it, it actually it, it really happened tune by tune. Um, I I did an experiment um, where I thought, you know, if I were to um, ha have a drum groove going along with, w you know, within a guitar composition, how would I do it? Because playing the guitar conventionally, your, your hands are committed to, you know, one hand making chords and fingerings on the neck and the other being, you know, um, picking the strings. So I knew that wasn't going to work. So I had to, th I had to rethink the problem. And I thought maybe what I have to do is start with a drum groove on the guitar and then add the guitar play in around that drum groove. That's, that's why I was asking you, because I yeah. was going to ask what the difference is between writing, say, an instrumental jazz song for, say, someone like Earl Klug, I cite him because he's one of my favorites, versus writing a song the way that you play. I'm, I'm pointing, for those of you who are wondering, I'm pointing to his picture and the way you can see the way he plays there. So, there. so the difference in writing those songs, there has to be, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I th you know, if, if, if you're going to do an integrated percussive tune, you, you would start with, with a groove that would you know, have maybe a per percussion and, and then, and then a, a bass line happening alongside or, or in that percussion thing. And after you've got that groove going, then you would start negotiating you know, melody and negotiating the, the, the harmony that would go into it. But it's really built starting off with, with the drum groove. So I'm interested in your your formative years when you were in high school because you were exposed to, you know, the guitar work of, of the greats, you know, like like Jimi Hendrix, Dwayne Allman, um, Eric Clapton, Carlos Santana. 
I would think that there would be a tendency to say, these are my guitar heroes, I want to play just like them, but at some point you made the decision that they're great, but I want to go in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I would certainly not want to try to 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 do the same thing they were doing because th they, they already do it so well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I admire them greatly, but I think what, it, what always has meant the most to me is the music, which goes to me goes beyond the guitar playing. You know, the, the guitar is, is, a, is, a, is a vehicle for playing music. So I always tried to, 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 to focus on the ultimate musicality of something, and that included, you know, some unusual new things that were not expected from a guitar, but that, to me, contributed to, to an, an expanded musical experience. So that's, that's why I just sort of kept following following my, my instincts as a composer rather than as a guitarist, and it led me into inventing new ways of playing the guitar. And uh, at, at age 16, your interest was rekindled, and, and you started to compose uh, your own songs, and your first public performance was at the Smithsonian, yes. of all places. <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 through, through a, a friend of my older sister's, um, I, who, tur who turned out to be the special events coordinator for the Smithsonian, um, sh this woman had, had heard me play at a, at a, at a, at a party um, when I was 17 and, and she liked what I did and then she had booked Allen Ginsberg for a um, sort of a, you know, a poetry reading musical evening and Allen Ginsberg requested a, a, you know, a local musician to, to perform with him. He, just, he, liked, he liked to involve local people with in, in, his, in his events. So um, she called me and said, do you want to you know, do a show with Alan Ginsberg. I went, you know, let me think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should mention to the listeners that uh, obviously the Smithsonian, you, you grew up in New York. Yeah. Uh, I know that you, you moved to Scotland in 2000, but had you had you lived entirely in New York up until that point? No, I actually, I, I grew up in, you know, in New York State, uh, about 35 miles northeast of New York City, a, a small town called Armonk. Um, when I was 18, I went to went to, to college for a couple of years, and then I went to San Francisco and lived there for three years, and and we ended up actually living in in the Midwest for quite a long time, and then um, in 2000 I uh, went over to um, to Scotland to play at this guitar festival, and met person who would later be my wife and manager, and she lived in this small seaside town called Girvan, so that's where we live now, and. Uh Listeners, go back and hear my interview with George Miller from the Irish Rovers, who is from Scotland and now lives in Western Canada. So it's kind of funny to see somebody going the other way uh, across yeah. the pond. Okay. We have a lot to cover here. Okay. Um, first, I want to tell the listeners that I am speaking with Preston Reed. You can find him online at PrestonReed.com. And he is certainly on social media. You can find Preston on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, I should also mention that our show is on all of those same platforms just go to nhte.net, and there are icons that you can click on there to find us on all those same ones, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, we want to continue talking about your guitar playing, obviously, but um, a nature photographer, too. Yeah, um, I, I, I started um, just taking you know, phone photos like everybody else did you know, around 2012 with, with, with my iPhone 3GS, and... You know, I just wanted to have something to post on Facebook, so I just posted a photo of you know this sort of a, this sort of a, this the 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 landscape around the town where I live, and I got a lot of positive response t 
to the photographs. So I started putting up more photos, and just I got a lot of a lot of positive feedback about that. And so I ended up being quite a quite a photography enthusiast, and got myself a you know a nicer camera. And so I'm yeah very into photography. I was going to ask you if you graduated away from the smartphone to an actual camera. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> <laughs> you've been with at the Nam show many years all the way back as far as the summer of 1993. That, that predates my knowledge of NAMM because I assumed that they were always, I know they have the, the summer NAMM show in Nashville, uh-huh. but, you, but you were coming as far back as 93. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I think that, 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 that was probably my, my first NAMM show. I don't know if it was the summer one or, or if it was the winter NAMM. I think I was working at the time with Washburn Guitars. Um, but yeah, for you know, through the, through most of the '90s, I, I went to the Nam show. Basically, I stopped going after I moved to to, to the UK, um, and then I was going to the Frankfurt show for 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 several years. And but this is so this is the first time I've been back to the to Winter Nam in I think 20 years. And uh, you've done teaching, obviously, as well. Your experience includes the Swanona, if I'm saying that correctly. S- Swanonoa. There yeah. you go, gathering. And uh, in Scotland, you were giving workshops that were attended by many, including a fellow that some people might have heard of by the name of Ed Sheeran. Yes. Um, when, when Ed Sheeran was 13, he, his, his dad brought him to my, to my summer workshop, and so I taught him, you know, intensely for five days. And I, he was a very good student, good hard worker. Is it the kind of thing where you have so many people that go through that you can't possibly keep up with everyone, or because he is now Ed Sheeran, are you in touch with him at all? No, um, I actually, uh, um, we know his parents, so we're friendly with them. But Ed's quite, quite, quite the busy, the busy man these days. So, so I haven't actually had any any contact with him directly. But well, I was going to say you're a busy yeah. man as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Canada before uh, as it relates to George Miller from the Irish Rovers. You've played uh, folk festivals in Canada. Yes. Um, and open shows for Linda Ronstadt, Bonnie Raitt, Little Feet, Kenny G, Al Miola. I mean, the, the list goes on. All fond memories, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. And, and are any of them anyone that you come back around and, and collaborate with at, at another time? Well, I think it's partly the, 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 the nature of, of, my, of, of what I do is, is, is sort of the solo idiom. I, I, I love working with other people and I, and I love you know jamming with other musicians but the main thing I do is is this you know p- presenting a, a complete sound on a, on a solo instrument so um, I don't do a whole lot of, of collaborating with with other musicians is there a, a split in your time between uh, when I say performing I'll include recording in there versus teaching because you have continued to teach over the years yeah I'm um, you know I, I, I enjoy teaching and and you know I I do it here and there. I guess you know. I, I I get people. You know, I get asked to do workshops and and um, seminars and lecture demonstrations on, on my on my stuff. Um, and I enjoy giving you know the, the occasional summer workshop. I gave it. I gave another one uh, last summer. I uh, got um, uh, three people came over from from the U.S. and had they had a great time enjoying the the beautiful area where I live and and um, I taught them for five days. So that was fun. But I think. Um, most of what I'm doing is is writing music, recording, and um, touring. And is it a case of being entirely self-contained and you answer to yourself, you write when you want, or do you set any kind of schedule for yourself in terms of... Because, I mean, listeners, again, I, I encourage you to, to go on PrestonReed.com 
and and look and see. I mean, we're only scratching the surface here, but 17 albums that you have recorded. Is it just on your own schedule, or do you kind of say, you know, I aim to do one every year and a half, every... I I suppose, you know, I, I, I would like to do one every two years. It usually ends up be taking longer than that. Um, so I think my, my last album came out about five years ago, so I'm, I'm, I'm working on the next one. Hopefully that'll be out either, either late, late this year or early next year. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, this is sort of a combination of a couple past bonuses, but when you're going to be interviewed on radio, TV, or a podcast, check out a previous episode or two of the show, A, to hear the host or hosts say their own name so you can get the pronunciation down, and B, to pick up on any little bits that they might do that will help you come off sounding like you've done your homework. It could very well lead to being asked back. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. I am speaking with Preston Reed. Your music was used in the Ken Burns baseball documentary, The Tenth Inning. How does something like that happen? Do they seek you out? Is it you knew somebody? How does that get placed? Um, they actually did seek me out. The, 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 the person who um, was, you know, was his music producer um, was quite into uh, solo acoustic guitar music, and he'd, he'd heard my music somewhere and contacted um, my wife, you know, asking if, if there were... Um, some tracks that, that they that they could use, and um, so uh, so so that happened. It was really exciting to be part of you know the, that that the great Ken Burns's works. I interviewed Muriel Anderson, who plays harp guitar, and obviously harp guitar is a specific type of instrument. But at the same time, what you do is unique in the sense that you can probably find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of conventional guitar players walking around at the NAMM show. But in your case, and, and I was asking this to Muriel as well, you know, do you feel any sense of responsibility to it to try to get more people interested in your style and, and getting young people to, to try to consider that method? Um, absolutely. I, you know, I, I love um, situations where I can show people what I do, especially young people, because they're usually so open to, 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 to thinking in a new way. And my... My, my music is very much about, you know, the music itself, but also about thinking in a new way about how to use the guitar. And so I, yeah, I, I love, you know, I was just over in Hong Kong, and I did, I did several um, uh, workshops at, at different schools for, you know, different age groups, some very young students, as, you know, up, up through, you know, teenagers. And um, I think that a lot of them had, had never seen or heard of, what I, of what I do or my my approach to guitar playing, and they, they they got very excited, and it was really fun to to interact with them. As well, they should. I I, 
I think it's just fantastic. I, I love what you do. I, I, w I would be offended for you if there, because I would imagine that now and then you, you must, in all your years, run into people who are closed-minded and think that's not the way a guitar should be played. Am I right? Have you, have you encountered people like that? Yeah, I think more in the, in, in the early days when, when I was first playing this way and you know, when I first made my instructional video in 1994, which um, was where I first presented this, 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 new, this new approach to playing the guitar, yeah, there, there definitely was, was, was a, you know, a, a coterie of, of people who just decided that it was hogwash and, you know, and, and you know, that, that's not guitar playing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know? Well, it very much is guitar playing. I can assure you, <laughs> and it very much is in real time. There's no tricks. It's all it's all just honest guitar playing, but it's not Chad Atkins. It's 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 something different. I was asking you before about is there any type of guitar that wouldn't necessarily work for it? But at the same time, at a live Preston Reed performance, will they see you go through a number of guitars throughout the show? Um, these days, I'm just usually playing uh, my, my baritone and my jumbo, but in the past, I have traveled with, with, with lots of different kinds of guitars. I certainly love playing different kinds of guitars. I've got a, you know, at, at, at home, I've got a, a um, you know, a resophonic steel guitar. I've, you know, I've got a, an electric baritone. I've got, a, you know, a couple of Stratocasters. Um, I loved playing different kinds of guitars, but these days, it's ended up being mostly the, these two acoustic guitars, partly just for practical reasons. Okay, okay. Well, I wonder, in getting back to the pushback that you encountered early on and, and your openness to helping the young people, I wonder as, as you go through this, I, I love your, your, your approach to it because it seems like too many people, and I, and I say this all the time, too many people are so focused on the wrong CO word, which is competition, instead of the correct CO word, which is collaboration. Yes. And, and I don't... I've just met you, but you don't seem like the kind of person that would say, I don't want, I mean, for God's sakes, you did, as you said, a video over 20 years ago about this. I don't strike you as the person that would say, well, I'm so accomplished at it, I don't want anyone else to know how to do it. I mean, I think it was something I had to decide early. You know, am, am I going to, going to be secretive about this and, and not tell anyone what I'm doing or how I'm doing it? And it just seemed like, you know, that's, that, that's, in the long run, that's not going to do either me or anyone else any good. It's better to just be open and honest about it, you know. Um, a lot of people have learned my techniques and my approach, and they've gone on to make their own music, and I feel very proud of that. Um, I feel proud that, 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 that I didn't withhold my secrets and my, you know, my, my discoveries, because what's, what matters even more to me than, than, than that I created this way of playing is that I'm a composer, and I'm a unique composer, and no one's ever really going to sound like me. And even if someone learns my techniques and my approach, if they if they continue to write their own music, they will sound like themselves. And and that's to me the most beautiful thing. Nicely said. Nicely said. Who else is out there playing the same way that you are that you admire? And 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 by the way, are they anybody that is of your tutelage? Well, um, my 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 good friend Andy McKee um, learned. Um, you know my, my my acoustic guitar approach from my instructional video back in the in the 90s and he's done very well for himself um uh on the internet and and he you know plays all over the world and he's a great guy and and we're, we're pals and i'm very proud of him very very proud of, of what he's done and how how he's brought his own playing along you know and you know i was i my discoveries certainly have have helped him and and a lot of other people 
Is there anybody out there that's doing anything, and, and I'll just say with the guitar, that's not necessarily the same style as you, but someone that you really admire that, like I say, isn't, isn't just a conventional guitarist? To be honest, I don't actually know that much about, I, I don't actually follow the guitar world that closely. You know, again, I'm, again it's, it's, the guitar is, is my sort of compositional tool. I really follow more like jazz stuff, and, and um, my favorite listening music is usually classic jazz, like John Coltrane, Bill Evans. Um, I love piano. I uh, love all different kinds of music. Um, you know, I mean, I also love certain guitar players. I love to listen to Wes Montgomery. Um, he was quite innovative in his own way. I always like asking the question of a guest that if you're filling out something, let's say, online, and there's only a drop-down box and you can only put in one genre, do you consider yourself jazz? Is that is that what you would choose? Oh, I, no. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jazz, and yet I'm very influenced by jazz. And, and, and you'll hear a lot of jazz in, in my, in that's my writing. What, that's why I asked and it. Part, <laughs> partly because you know, I, I love the harmonies that jazz gets into, and I love the rhythms that jazz gets into. But um, I'm really just... I love so many different kinds of music that that I like to just say I'm I'm kind of you know there's influences of all kinds of music in in in, in my in my writing. I mentioned before about one of your non-music endeavors being photography. You've also been in two TED talks. Yes. Uh, were those about what you do, or was that something different? Th- they were both about what I do. In fact, they they were actually musical TED talks. I didn't. I mean, they're they're called TED talks, but I just played. Um, in one of them. The first one, which was in London, it was the TED Salon in London. I think that was in 2011. Um, yeah, I just I just played a couple of tunes, and that I think in and of itself was you know w- was what TED was looking for at the time, which was this you know uh, something very different that was unexpected, which was what my style um, very often uh, that's how my style impacts people who've never seen it before or heard it before. And that's what that's what the TED Talks are usually looking for. So, so you yeah. were a perfect. And, and, and then the, the second one was sort of a, a story because it was a, it was a young Pakistani kid who had learned how to play like me um, on YouTube in Pakistan, mm. and so we'd never played together before, and we're suddenly put on stage together and wow. just had to do this. Well, it was it was quite a quite an exciting and. Um, a little bit scary event. <laughs> I was going to ask you that for someone as, as accomplished as you that's such a veteran of the music scene, it sounds like that might have been a rare instance of, of being nervous. Well, well we, we, had, we had only prepared one tune together. And then um, Chris Anderson, who's, who's the you know, director of TED, and you know, there was a whole, lot of, of, you know, a whole lot of preparation with all the speakers before the event started saying, you know, never go over time. You have exactly this many minutes don't don't go over time or you know or something terrible is going to happen and then chris anderson himself came up and 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 asked the audience if if they wanted you know another tune and we were we were already over time so anyway so yeah i had i had to think fast about something that we could play together that we hadn't prepared but i picked i picked um the right tune and usman did a great job and it was it was really fun so when you actually performed it was that your first time performing it together or did you rehearse backstage at all no no it was it was literally i I just i whispered to him i'm going to just start playing this tune that's basically a drum rhythm and just just jam on it so he 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 did a great job on it. yeah because i was going to ask you to give advice to the listeners who are up and comers when you get into a situation like that where you know you're about to play with someone but there was no time to rehearse how can they best prepare themselves so that they don't be overwhelmed by i've had no rehearsal time 
I suppose you just have to be, you know, he, he you know, Lisbon was just a generally a you know a talented musician, and and he was able to, to uh, to just improvise in in front of a very large crowd, and um, I I knew that that this tune, which is actually a tune called Rainmaker, um, would be something that he'd be able to do something with. I wasn't sure what, but but um, it it worked it worked out really well. The 1994 instructional video that you made reference to before, it's called The Guitar of Preston Reed, Expanding the Realm of Acoustic Playing. Even though it continues to, to set today's players on the path to developing their own musical voice, any thought to coming out with a new video, you know, 2018, 2019? Um, I have thought about that, actually, and, and I might do it at, at some point. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I've got a, a couple of different... Uh, projects that are in the works right now that that involve you know imparting my style um, using technology and stuff like that. So um, I'm not sure if I'm planning a instructional video um, at the moment, but that certainly could happen down down the road. Uh, I should mention listeners that um, in 2014 Preston performed at the UNESCO International Jazz Day Festival in Odessa, Ukraine. Um, you've been everywhere, Australia, Poland, China, Mexico, six continents that you've played on? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Your uh, frequent flyer miles must be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it, it can... Traveling and flying, can you can rack up those miles, you know. But do you find that the international audiences are any different for any reason, or is it the music is universal and it doesn't matter where I am? Well... I, I play instrumental music, so um, I, you know I, there's there, there's no lyrics, um, and uh, I've always found that that um, yeah, music is the universal language, and I haven't really ever noticed a difference in in the in the response to what I do in different countries or countries or cultures. It it it's always seems to be, you know, it's, it it always seems seems to reach people. I think people in general. Um, I think music cuts across a lot of a lot of the obstructions that that um, people from different cultures uh, can encounter—it's—it's um, it's, there's something very very wonderful and magical about it. And the beautiful thing about your music is, as you say, there's no lyrics that could be interpreted one way, you know, in, in a certain country and another. I mean, you know, I think we hear about a country artist going over to say Germany and people say they listen to country music in Germany you know as, 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 as though the, as though the music only should have certain borders mm. oh I think country music is very popular all over the world as um, yeah I think I think so um, you know and so is jazz and rock and you know it's it's um music really is just it, it just it, it 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 really gets around and I think it really brings people together if there's such a thing as leisure time in the life of Preston Reed, or maybe it's flying over to the United States, uh, what do you like to listen to, um, music-wise? Obviously, uh, I like to listen to to um, to jazz, basically. You know, if I'm if, if if I'm just relaxing in the evening on my own and, and at home in my in my armchair, I'll usually be I'll, I'll I'll sip a bourbon on the rocks and listen to jazz. Anyone in particular? Um, trying to think of I, I just got a, a, a whole batch of, of new jazz albums for Christmas by play by groups that I that I had never um, heard before I'm trying to remember the names 
I don't know them well enough that I can tell you the names yet, but fair but enough. I, I, I am listening to to new jazz by by new artists that that I have had not um, heard of before. Well, we're going to close today with a song of yours called "Ladies' Night." Uh, just tell the listeners about this before we wrap this up. So, "Ladies' Night" is is um, wrote wrote it in Minneapolis um, uh, back in like nineteen. Uh, around 1995 and um, it's just kind of a, a, a sort of a sleazy groove tune it just you know it has it has a kind of a, a a raunchy a raunchy but fun rhythm to it and um, I don't know it's it's, it's 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 a lot of fun to play and it seems to be one of my more popular tunes you know for, for audiences and as well as on on YouTube so well, Preston, I know it was an effort for you to get here today. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for making the time. Oh, thanks for having me. It was, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Preston Reed. Do visit him online. His official website is PrestonReed.com. Engage with him on social media. That means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter, follow him on Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Keep up with all things Preston Reed online, once again, at PrestonReed.com. Our website is nhte.net, and there are links there that you can go to for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week on another episode of NHTE. We'll close you out today with another song from Preston Reed. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Ladies' Night. Ladies' Night.